Listen! Are you listening? <laughs> this is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. Thanks so much for joining us today on Radio Taiwan International. Up ahead this hour, it's hashtag Taiwan highlights and status update. But we kick off today's broadcast, as always, with a brand new edition of Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. If you're just joining us now on our Facebook live stream, today is Monday, December 28th. Otherwise, it is now Tuesday, December 29th. We've got this in the bag, everyone. 2020 is almost over. Almost over. All right. Up next, why you should always be very careful about who you hire to be your wedding videographer. Then a pet supply store delivers a Christmas miracle to dogs and cats around Taiwan. And this is not a drill. Or wait, I mean, it is a drill. Uh, why a text message due to be sent out to residents in one Taipei neighborhood on Tuesday will need to be very carefully worded. All that coming up next. Please stick around. Well, that wedding videographer may look cheap, but you will definitely end up regretting it. Uh, these things you gotta pay out for, right? I know. You get what you pay for. Yeah, um, I really can't believe the story here. Well, um, so actually the, uh, the, the groom, I guess, well, he's already married now, um, he really wanted to make his wedding specials. He chose to have the wedding on uh, Christmas Eve. Does that on make Christmas a wedding special? Eve. Kind of. Well, it kind I mean, of Christmas, Christmas kind of will. Then you offer, remember, you know. I guess, but, but Christmas will forever overshadow your anniversary. Oh well, yeah. Well, now it is. You know, <laughs> the fact that what happened at their wedding. Okay, so they oh. actually hired a photographer to take pictures, but okay. they hired a videographer to, to videotape the whole wedding separately. Separately. Okay. Right. So different, two different companies totally. Now. Um, the thing about Taiwan's weddings is that there is this part before the wedding ceremony itself is that where the groom goes to the bride's parents' place to pick her up in a limo and with a whole wedding party. Right. And then there's this whole tradition of um, knocking on the door and then the bridesmaids would all play tricks on him. You know, like, how much do you love her? And show... That's a trick? Yeah, you know, things like, like that. Like trying to get him to no, say the wrong no, thing? No, no, no. no. <laughs> but, but say, like, you know, like, do 10 points push-ups to prove that you really like yeah have you ever attended this it's really no. really funny it's meant to be funny but okay. anyway so but the thing was that this videographer it didn't seem like he was doing his thing because wait the videographer was present at that point he was yes yes okay they, they videotaped the whole thing from the beginning to end not okay. just the wedding ceremony itself the, the this whole thing before the wedding where you pick up the bride okay and all that kind of stuff it's all part of it so he was there but he the thing was supposed to start at 10 mm. he arrived at 10 10 a.m. You know, you're supposed to be there early to set up your machine or just to your your working party. You're supposed to be there early, you know, to set up and all that. But he was there. It started at 10. He was only there at 10. Okay, so that was already upsetting so they had for to wait the groom. for him to be ready. Kind of, you know. And then he was videotaping the bridesmaids 
most、mm. of the time. Not the whole wedding party, and not the parents, not the in-laws, not the you know the relatives. He was just videotaping the bride's. You、face. can tell where his interest was lying. <laughs> Probably. And the thing was that you know the groom at the door. He was supposed to read out sort of like a a love letter kind of thing, saying how much he really loves her and how much he treasures her and wants to marry her and you know and live you know happily ever after kind of thing.、Yeah. Well, the thing was the videographer was like on his back, like. Just、Wait. videotaping his, his the thing that he's reading. Oh, I thought you meant like he was like laying on his back. No, <laughs> he was he on was the groom's back, focused on the groom's, on the back. groom's back. Yeah, with a camera. Right. And、okay. and and I pictured and, two different things. One, he was lying on his back. The other, he was like on no, the no, groom's no. back. No, no, he was you know, on the groom's. You know, he was behind, focused with the standing, camera on the groom.、Okay. Right, standing behind, behind the groom, and then just the camera was focused on the thing that he was reading. I mean, if he wasn't taking pictures,、uh, there is a picture, a picture of this, you know, printout story I've got, but it's kind of vague. I give you the link, you know, so you can see it for yourself. It's just really ridiculous. I guess someone from the wedding party took the picture of him. They were just、uh, flabbergasted that he was, you know, fixing his camera on the groom, not even on the groom's face. It was on his the thing that he was reading. And that was it, you know. So you don't want that kind of wedding so video. So you see a、boring. pair of hands on a piece of paper. I know it was、okay. just boring. Okay, now at the wedding itself, he was.、Uh, there was like you know dessert in kind of like a reception、mm. beforehand. There was like cookies and 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 you know alcohol. He was having all the crackers. He wasn't videotaping. He was like having all the crackers. Now that's where things get ridiculous for me. You like, know, you're and the, you're the staff. <laughs> he was taking glass after glass of the wine, and he was actually. It was very obvious he was getting drunk. Really? So like the camera started like. <laughs> it was just ridiculous. He wasn't doing his、oh, thing. Oh wow! And then、um, it wasn't until the was waiter. This, was this a, a, a real company, or was it just some it's, ad it's that they found? But it's a company that sent the videographer. Just、okay. one man thing, you know. But from yeah, so they didn't read the reviews. Obviously, I don't know. You know, I'll tell you what my thoughts are at the end of the、okay. story here.、So、it's what, not done th- yet. It's not done yet.、Okay. No, there's so, more. <laughs> so then the waiter, kind of like you know, they realizing this videographer is getting getting drunk. So then they stopped him from getting more drink. Everybody else was busy with the wedding itself, so they weren't even watching. But apparently, the waiters, I guess, they t- later told the groom, you know, the wedding party that, you know, I don't know who this guy you guys wedding hired, crasher. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, he was like totally that. Okay, then it's odd. Now the thing is that anybody who's in a working party would be given a biendang, a lunch, a lunch box. Yeah, you do not a set eat, meal. Right, you don't eat a set meal from you, the wedding table. You, you know, from, you don't join in the banquet. No, you don't join in the banquet. You、okay? may、You're、have not, to. You get something so you're not hungry. Right, right, exactly. But he was sitting at one of the tables in the wedding banquet. It was actually a seat for someone who came arrived late. He sat in there and ate the banquet dinner, okay, <laughs> which he wasn't paid for, okay. Right.、And、When you attend a Taiwanese wedding, you do give mon, you do give a bunch of cash to、yeah. the, and it helps in part to pay for the whole party. Right. So it took the、oh, groom、wow. a long time and really a hard time to finally let the videographer go by giving him 107 US dollars, which I'm sure he originally cost it more to you know to videotape the wedding, but he just gave him 100 US dollars. Just told him to him go. go. Yeah. Halfway through. Yeah, I guess, or near the end, right? Because you're just eating the, the、uh, wedding banquet. I mean,、um, people don't. I mean, how many people like? Do you watch your wedding videos ever? I do. You do? Yeah, and we even share with our friends again and again. You know, when friends come to our place,、yeah. we show them. I feel like that was near the beginning. People don't usually ever watch them. Oh, we do. <laughs> okay. We just. You're the、it. only person I know who does. Yeah. <laughs> Most people like they sit in an old VHS, gathering dust in a drawer somewhere. Exactly. Well, 
you know, I got married 30 years ago. Um, to next year will be 30 years and, and anniversary. And so our video came in a VHS. So actually, it was showing so much that it was getting worn out. We, then my husband turned it, it into yeah, you know. Okay. Wow. I mean, yeah, that's how often we uh, were showing our wedding. We really liked it, so it's something memorable to us. When anyway, your, your videographer wasn't drunk and, and eating no, all of the food. In fact, he was actually um, my husband's classmate, or I think yeah, I think high school or or college classmate because he 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 you know after graduating he opened a um, a wedding sort of like photo studio. So he did a good job with it. Okay. Yeah. So it's someone to you know to be trusted if it's someone. I mean, that you in, know. In this day and age, though, you can probably just google the company and read the reviews i mean they there should have been some red flags don't you think okay so this out of the blue so here's the thing it's really funny the company never called in to apologize even though they complained and they kept saying that they're really busy they couldn't they, they would call back but then they never did and um and they when they did answer the call they said oh i don't know but this videographer the videographer well, videographer has been working for us for many years like he's supposedly a really you know, reliable. experience, reliable. Oh, wow. It's really, and they said it's unheard of that he behaved that way at any weddings. But well, my they can, thought... They have the footage. They can probably... I'm sure you can hear the waiter arguing with him in the background about the I, about I the wine, right? Isn't it ridiculous? Um, I'm thinking... Or him maybe, chatting with the other guests. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have a very funny way of thinking about this, but I think that, you know, he wants to quit, and this was his way <laughs> to quit. I don't know. But you don't ruin someone else's wedding. Like, <laughs> Some people not, are just none crazy. Of it, it's not their fault. I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe he was just having a bad day. That's it. He was just having a bad day. That's why he got drunk. And maybe he had a fight with his wife, or he had a fight with his girlfriend, or I don't know. Oh, don't it's really know. funny. You know, I'm. I. I don't know if you can tell. It looks like he's dressed up in like um, Chanel kind of. Maybe it's a fake. The videographer Chanel, is videographer. Um, fake um, Chanel outfit with Chanel shoes, sneakers too. That's a bizarre um, looking outfit, isn't it? Isn't it? But hmm. oh well, I, I'm trying my best to show you. But uh, yeah, it's kind of funny that uh, you know he's dressed up kind of very. That that makes him very conspicuous, don't you it think? It is a bit flashy. <laughs> it is a little bit flashy, right? Anyway, so he shared. You know, the groom shared this on social media, and one social media user was saying that you know you can. You can downright sue this company. Could you though? I don't know if that's grounds for a lawsuit. Well, I mean, I what, what what what's what law was broken you're, you're here? You're right because they probably never produced a video for the groom, and the, they, the, the new the wedding party. Uh, yet new couple, so I they mean, have no evidence. But did they even sign a contract or something? Like, oh. I mean, what what breach can you? You know, this videographer kind of got away with having fun, kind of at this thing instead of like doing his thing. Well, and he figured that I oh, think they can't sue me. Because that's going to be a bad Google review or whatever. I know, really. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, one of his kind, definitely. I've never heard of this. Wow. But uh, that's terrible. Uh, be careful. Spoiling somebody's wedding like that. Always read the reviews first. <laughs> well, this is really great news. There's this uh, pet supply store called Pet Small. They're based in Taichung in central Taiwan, but they've got branches all over. And uh, they 
collected enough donations, actually the most donations they've ever had for their year-end pet food drive. Oh, wow. And they gathered enough money to feed nearly 100,000 stray dogs and cats throughout the season. And I thought you were going to say 100, but it's 100,000. 100, wow, that's really uh, They've been doing this for awesome. five years now, but oh. uh, in just one month, more than 5,000 people donated, uh, let's see, around almost 60,000 U.S. dollars. Wow. That's enough to buy almost 50,000 cans of food for dogs and cats. And um, they said that, uh, yeah, this is a record. They actually took some footage of a, a, a tower of cans. <sighs> I would be scared to stand beneath that. That's a lot of (laughs) cans to fall on your head. Yeah, you can really um, get a concussion for that. Yeah, um, they displayed it in in uh, the parking lot of their Taichung, I guess, main branch. And uh, they had forklifts loading trucks with 23 pallets to ship them all across Taiwan. Oh, wow. Um, And uh, yeah, so that's 27,558 cans of dog food and 20,736 cans of cat food, if you're interested. Uh, It says... That one can is good for one a meal for one dog, and cats can get two. There's two cat meals in one can, which uh, that's in, fancy. <laughs> yeah, no, in, in my parents' house, they have Probably so many cats, it would never. One that. cat would demand to have the whole can to themselves. <laughs> They're very territorial that way, cats. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, they all got a Christmas feast, and they were shipped with the assistance of uh, Animal Rescue Team Taiwan. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they've, I mean, in one store alone, they got enough for 7,000 cans mm. near you, surely in Xindian. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, your neighbors donated enough for 7,000 cans. So that's, and other great news, this has been accompanied and this is a, uh, the result of COVID as much as anything else, I think with a, uh, real significant sharp in the number of adoptions of pets. Oh, um, 93 more pets from, I guess, uh, shelters affiliated with them. Uh, They do have, it's called the Taiwan Dogs and Cats United Donation Network. So I guess it's from this network of shelters that was helping them distribute the food. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, okay. 90-some in a couple months, right? Or something like that. 93 found, it's this whole year, though, so that's actually not as much as it sounds. Okay. That um, sounds like a lot, though. 93 more than, I guess, usual. Yeah, okay. um, For a year. Uh, And they've interviewed some people who have taken home pets from these shelters. Uh, It all has to do with COVID, people (laughs) having to spend more time at home, and, 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 you know, people who maybe used to have to travel abroad for work are Mm. stuck at home. uh, Now they have time for pets. Or just working at home. Mm. And, yeah, no, and they say that it's really helped a lot. Uh, One woman who... uh, one woman, it says, uh, donated 90 cans, and she got, what is it, what animal was it? It was, a uh, oh yeah, spent more time with pets. Hmm. So, yeah, 90 cans, there you go. And uh, they have uh, 5% of proceeds from another sale of sort of merchandising they're doing. They're collaborating with a creator of uh, sort of these stickers on social media that you can buy. Uh-huh. For purchase and then use. Uh, uh, this one guy has a popular bull, French bulldog character, and uh-huh. they've sort of uh, merchandised that. 5% of proceeds from that are going to help sick and an- injured animals at the Taiwan Companion Animal Support Association's Taichung Shelter. So, I bet his stickers is for LINE, the social um, app LINE. The messaging because app. Yeah. Messaging app. That's why because, you, you um, can purchase certain d- designs. and Yeah, because I think I might have seen a new one. You said a bulldog? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I might have seen that I've from seen somebody who used that sticker. A 
feel yeah. like I'm, I might even have it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I have so many. They're so disorganized. I know. You you, you pay, right? You, you buy. You pay for them. Or some yeah. of them that you can download for free. I'm it stingy. Depends. I only <laughs> download the free ones. but uh, Usually I have free ones. Yeah. yeah. It must be the free ones of his that I have. Uh, anyway. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm kind of upset it's just dogs and cats, though. But. Oh, I know. what. Well, hey, John, you can do one. Why don't you do a sticker of your, of your no, rabbit no, no. snowball? I'm saying they just have, they just fed dogs and cats. Oh, yeah. I was just, I was thinking about your rabbit when you were talking about because this Because there are hundreds of those that need adoption across Taiwan as I well. Know. And they keep, they keep coming and, and they're rescued from some pretty horrible situations. Uh, one recent rescue that I saw was from somebody who was mentally ill mm. and their house was filled with trash. It was sort of a hoarding situation, but also like there was cockroaches and mice and it was just, dis- there was just garbage everywhere. It was really filthy. And they just had these rabbits that just kept breeding. <gasps> and so they had a dozen of them that they had to get out of this house. Okay. So you can see how like for every one, there's like a dozen more they have to take in. Oh, so, right, you know, right. and I think that's probably true of dogs and cats as well, yes. especially ones that are just feral or out, uh, haven't been fixed. Right, right. Right. They oh. just, you know, yeah. there's probably lots of similar situations. Um, hmm. uh, it could really. Well, I yeah. think you should go on their website and leave a note. Say, what about like, rabbits? Um, Hello. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm willing to help. That's you rude. Know, is there any? I, no. Well, we <laughs> have we have um we do have shelters that do this sort of thing themselves. I just okay. think they don't get quite as much as attention. As much attention. Oh no, they have like events where they'll go to places like uh, public places. And and they'll bring some of the animals with them and and be like, could you spare a whatever change you have, you uh-huh. know? Oh, okay. Um, but okay. I doubt they've ever gotten enough to feed a hundred thousand. Right. So all the rabbits don't eat canned food. So. All right. They eat um, mostly just hay. But hay. Anyway. And of course, there's a yeah. Everybody there's else a, thought it's carrots. <laughs> occasionally. Occasionally, it's fine. that's yeah. a that's a sort of fancy so meal. Of it's a yeah. It's nice. Uh, hundred thousand animals. It's a nice wow. Christmas gift. That's really heartwarming. Mm. All right. Testing. Testing. The government is going to test its uh, volcano warning system, which is a new thing we have. Yeah, do we really need that? <laughs> well, so it's a, it's a stretch. It's 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 like this, yeah, it's this kind thing of weird feeling. This thing volcano. this thing may never blow in our lifetimes. Right. It is yeah, it's not a frequent probably. eruptor. I think it's been uh, the only reason that this particular volcano is on the active volcano list is because it's erupted at least once in the past ten thousand years. It says right. So not a prolific volcano. And it's also, not like. Kilauea or Vesuvius right. or no, Etna or one of those things. Right. But I thought maybe um, they thought that this was uh, a dead volcano, but but then they realized that it actually is a dormant. Yes, yeah, dormant. It could um, possibly. This explode. is we're talking about the Mount Datuan system, which is a, actually a group of different vents and stuff north of Taipei. Um, I like the way you said vents. <laughs> yeah, no, they have different. Um, yeah. You know, right. um, there's also a second one off the coast of Elan to the east, about an hour or so to the east of us. It's an island that's volcanic, a small island called. Yes. So there's these two active volcanoes that Taiwan has. And since 2018, the Ministry of the Interior and the Central Weather Bureau have been working on how to handle the risk of eruption. Um, it's just something that I guess they haven't done before. Right. We get warnings for heavy rain, typhoons, rough seas, earthquakes. Wind, earthquakes, yeah, but that's after the fact. Yes. Um, 
but yeah, uh, after the fact. we just haven't in anyone's any living memory. There's never been a volcanic eruption here. No. So but see, they want to make sure that if they're not ever, taking chances, right? They don't want to take chances. I mean, if this is otherwise, the public will be. Complaining, well, not and complaining. Mostly, somebody will be stepping down from the mo- well, m- possibly mostly dead because the volcano is less than twenty <laughs> kilometers, less than twenty kilometers from Taipei. I, right, you're right. They, this article says the damage would be incalculable in the event of an eruption. Oh. Um, I've I've spoken to people who are working on this, and they said they don't think it's likely. Right. It's, again, been thousands of years. in case. Um, but it is good to have. It can give, I think, a little bit of warning. And uh, so, What's a, a bit of warning? Like a couple of minutes or No, what? no, no. Like, That's for like, for earthquakes, it's seconds. But for volcanoes, yeah. they said there are signs. There are signs beforehand that you can, it's, uh, okay. that you can usually tell with, you know, reasonable. So what's a lead time? I can't quite remember. They said maybe at least a couple of days, if not a week. That, that matters a lot. That actually um, does matter. Well, it's not like an earthquake which just happened, and you've got <laughs> you have a, a couple seconds at the most. Um, so they're going to only be testing this. It's just a test. There's going to be just one neighborhood that's in that's at particular risk because it's basically at the foot of these mountains in Beitou's Hutian neighborhood. That's where all the hot springs are. They're yeah. right at the foot there. They're going to get a three minute volcano alert on their cell phones, and I don't know if it means residents or if you're just in the area. Because they don't know, like I guess if you just are within the range of that tower that serves that area, mm-hmm. you'll get it from ten then, to yeah, ten thirty a.m. on Tuesday. So if you're listening on the radio, that's probably already over. Uh, yeah, the public warning system message will make sure that this is to let people know this is only a drill. I'm just thinking, like I hope that they've worded that very carefully so that people who receive it are sh- know because we we never had the system before, so no one's ever gotten an alert before. So mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we get alerts for all kinds of things. When they have air raid drills, we get them like that have been planned, right? <laughs> um, so I mean, people are used to having their phones go off for these sorts of things every once in a while, but a volcano is a, is definitely new. I've heard that we're also getting landslide alerts. Oh, okay. As well. That's another thing that's ha- coming out. Um, is that easy to predict? I think, I don't know. Unless... Huh, there wow. has been, an, in recent memory, it was 2009, a very deadly landslide that killed about 500 in Kaohsiung during a typhoon. Okay. So I think that uh, that's definitely, in mountainous areas, at least a risk. That's, right. Was, I was just missed one one time in a bus. You, you did? Yeah. Well, when was this? Um, I was with my mom. <laughs> Oh, okay. It was in Taiwan, and we were driving in the mountains, and the road was, boulders were tumbling off the side of it. Like, the road was blocked for a very long time. Oh, okay. So, oh, okay. So, well, like, we really were lucky that we yeah. came when we did, and not earlier, because, yeah, no, definitely uh, something that happens here. And uh, So, I guess the way they're going to predict landslides is if they were to figure out that the land is getting... Rain. Yeah, rain, and then, you know, it's getting loose, and... Um, I don't know how that they... Kind of, determine it. Um, the article yeah. I saw say that only Taiwan and Japan are really the only ones that are like That's taking right. this sort and it's of... All because of the way something about but the... Earthquakes could cause them too, not just like heavy rain or typhoons. Yeah. Yeah. So, hmm. I don't know. Um, okay. Uh, for, I don't live near there. I don't really go there very often, so I won't probably get one, but... Uh, yeah, but the thing is... Anyone out there who does... Alert. It's um, near us. It is only a drill. <laughs> it's only a drill. It is if only a drill. Right. It is kind of near. It is a kind little, of near us. A little bit. Um, it, it's, it's, um, I don't know how far it would be if you have to drive it. It's, it's a bit far if you take the metro. 
Yeah. But that's because of all the stops. You keep stopping. Right. I think distance-wise, I wonder if the far. volcano alert is going to sound different. <laughs> no, they all sound the same. Alerts all sound the same, right? Yeah, the, the air raid really one gotten... and the earth... Well, uh, let's see. I've gotten an air raid well, one recently, the and the earthquake, earthquake one. Right? Yeah. yeah, no, they're all... They all sound of, the same. It's a different sounding buzz than normal. Yeah. I don't is. know how they do it. They, but they do. Because my phone's on silent. It's all different sounding Same here. buzz. Mine's on silent. It's, a, it's higher pitched. It sounds more urgent. Very, yeah, very much. But I always, I always think every time someone's calling me. Yeah. No, I thought that it was always something takes going me, off, you know, like something was happening because I had my phone silent all the time too. The last time when there was an earthquake and then everybody else's I don't know. was like going off. Then you can make it make a MRT. beeping sound because otherwise I just think someone's calling me and then it's too late, you know? Right. Well, this is a little different. Anyway, it's not the usual ringing sounds. It's only know? a drill, so don't panic. <laughs> don't panic. All right, that's all from us today here on Radio Taiwan Internationals here in Taiwan. Stay tuned next though because we've got, uh, let's see, hashtag Taiwan highlights and status update coming for you next. I'm John Van Trieste. And I'm Shirley Lynn. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. This week, we're going to be talking about a controversial music video by a local artist named Fanny Liu. Now, Fanny Liu is an interesting case in that she's very pro-China in a climate where that's very pro-Taiwan. Her music video was quite unpopular at first. However, it gained some new life uh, in mid-May because of a parody that was created by a local artist. We'll dive into this very soon in Hashtag Taiwan. Don't go away. This week on Hashtag Taiwan, I want to talk to you about this lady, this dude, and these two music videos. Now, there's a lot to unpack this week, so let's just jump right into it. This woman is an artist known as Fanny Liu. She grew up in Taiwan, though she is controversial because of her pro-China views. RTI recently published a news article about how more people than ever think Taiwan should become a normal country, so Fanny's stance is rather unpopular. In the beginning of the month, Fanny released a video praising China. In the video, a man wearing green, which are colors symbolic of Taiwanese independence, attempts to remove Taiwan from a map of China. Check it out for yourself. Fanny lays the smack down on the guy and goes on to sing China's praises. She lists the Chinese provinces one by one, and then in the end says, Oh, China. The video has not been well received. As of recording, it has about 2,000 likes and 42,000 dislikes on YouTube. As you know, people on the internet, they like what they like and they absolutely hate what they dislike. But there's only so much you can do about content you don't like, right? What do you want me to do, dress a dragon through the hula? 
台北市、新北市、桃园市我都行，台中市、台南市、高雄市我都爱，基隆市、新竹市、嘉义市、马一赛。I know, I know. It's a lot to unpack. That's Brian Tang. He is a self-made talk show host in Taiwan, and he has a background in biology and neuroscience. But he's committed himself to a career in comedy, and oh boy, is he good at it! Brian made a parody of Fanny's song, listing off Taiwanese counties instead of Chinese provinces. <laughs> Now, before we go, I'd like to actually encourage you to send me your ideas for hashtag that I could do. If there's anything happening online in Taiwan that you'd like more information about that I could research and tell you about, don't hesitate to send us a message at www.facebook.com/taiwaninsider. I manage the social media accounts, and you'll get direct access to messaging me. That said, have a great day, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. You've just tuned into Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Okay, we're going to be getting to letters later on. Um, letters you write us uh, to let us know what programs you listened to this past week and your opinions about those programs. You know what you like about them. But uh, before we do that, though, we're going to update our personal status a little bit here. Um, it's still been raining uh, a <laughs> lot here in Taipei. Uh, you know, I think I've been back 30 years. This is the first time ever that it's been raining so long for uh, you know talking about like winter during the winter season. I heard that Elon County next door to us has seen almost daily rain since the beginning of October. Oh, they're, so they're worse off than we are. Well, and then the rest of Taiwan is dry. I know. It is only the like, north that has been getting yeah. the brunt of it. The rest is uh, so dry that they're like they've canceled oh. like irrigation. Yeah, things like that. I know, and I wonder how long this is going to go on. It says through the new year. That's what they were saying. Oh, so. and it's getting very cold. Well, the thing is about Tommy's weather is that 
there's a lot of humidity in the air. And mm. that's why in the winter, you know, there's an icy, cold kind of feeling because of the, the you know, the humidity. And It's not uh, actually that cold. <laughs> it's no. It's 10, 10 degrees Celsius is but, as low as it gets in Taipei, generally. Uh, has it ever gone down to a single digit? Maybe once or twice, like nine. Once nine degrees. in the last, well, since I've been here. Yeah. That okay. one year that it kind of sort of tried to snow. Drum, yeah. But that was many years ago now. <laughs> right. We do get snow up in the, the tallest uh, mountain here but on the island. But that's a long way from us. <laughs> right. It is a long way from us. Um, but, um, yeah. Um, so We're damp. It's damp here. It's damp. And that meant, you know, there'll be mold. Um, mm. On clothes, you know, uh, yes. especially clothes that you don't wear that often. I've had and they that stay, problem recently, right? Stay in the closet, and like, especially if it's like genuine leather, there's mold on it, and or some kind of mildew. Yeah, you know, I actually had to throw away one of my husband's belts mm. um, recently because he's got more than enough belts to go around. And <laughs> Is he a belt this, hoarder? <laughs> um, I don't know, but um, I guess it's hard for him to find belt that actually goes around his big waist okay. so um this was this is this was yes a genuine leather belt but i've cleaned it so many times i know that he's not wearing them because he's got too many belts to go around so i threw it because it's gotten mm. really gross from, from the mold yeah and so there's mold on the walls because it gets a little humid and so yeah. i try to have the dehumidifier on 24 7 if i could because actually some of my friends said that's the best thing to do in Taipei I, is to leave the dehumidifier on all the time i do as well only during winter um, and yeah. only in one sort of storage room that I have where mm. I hang clothes because if you leave them on the balcony to dry, they won't. They won't dry. No. I know. I don't have a dryer at home, by the way. So Most Taiwanese always... people don't. Right. Um, and yeah, that's in a lot of northern Taiwan, uh, that's the only way to... to just they won't dry any other way. Unless yeah. you want to like, take a hair dryer to them. I don't know why people here don't have dryers. It's never made it, sense to me, but they just don't. It's not an appliance they, that... They feel like it's a very Western kind of thing. No, I just... Just like the dishwasher. Well, you know? <laughs> so the, I think one argument I've heard when I when I first came here was that they use a lot of power, right? Well, yeah. so does leaving a dehumidifier on all day. I'm not sure which is worse, but neither of I them know. is exactly like, well, you know, you energy be, conscious. Right, but you can't be helped because it's just humid literally all year I think round. dryers if, are just too expensive. That's probably what it is. That if is... You go to an appliance one, store. Yeah, quite, that is one of the reasons. But I've been able to managed to keep my apartment dry and warm during the winter because what I do is I hardly open the windows. That's and not a good idea in Taiwan. I though. know. The um, reason is I because do, things tend to get even moldier and mustier that way. Yeah, and that's where the dehumidifier comes in. People in Taiwan keep their windows open um, unless they're in an office building where they have like right. a, this climate control. And right. like an ordinary apartment or whatever, the, the windows are never closed. I... I leave a little crack. There's a, there's a screen. Even like during the, the winter. Right. Yeah, yeah, you have to. The air, won't, the air just yes. gets really stale well, otherwise. I would open the window a little bit more if we're going out. Okay, nobody's in right. the house. And then we. that's when we, you know, open the windows. But because I'm afraid of the cold. And yeah. this is the way to keep my apartment dry at the best that I can. Yeah, but and then it feels warm. Mm. It doesn't feel like that. There's cold, a very mildewy smell you know? that can build up if it smells bad. It can, yeah. it, um, I think it actually can make things worse. Well, I've 
Well, except for one room, which is actually the master bedroom. Mm. It's right at the corner of our building, um, of our apartment. That's why it gets more dim than the other rooms. Yeah. And that one, I have the dehumidifier on. Um, it has to be on most of the time. Otherwise, you know, it gets so freezing cold at night. You know, jumping into bed. Not actually freezing, but it's but it's chilly because it's just you know it's just damp. You know, everything just touches and you feel like yeah. Um, I, so. I where I am now is actually much better. Uh, I lived my first apartment here. There was some sort of problem with the roof, and so it leaked, oh. and so that and the all of the dampness in the air combined to make the uh, wall basically. Not quite rot, but like the the wallpaper like bled off. Oh like yeah, it, like it like oozed Peels off. off, right? Yeah, yeah. and and my land, the landlord was just like, oh, nothing we can do about it. Well, you had an apartment on the it was top so of much the roof, mold. <laughs> right? Your apartment was on the top of the roof. The no, one no, you had no, before. no, that was oh, my first oh, apartment was... here. Oh, okay. Huh. Anyway, so um, there's no dry spot in Taiwan. <laughs> That's that. Yeah, it really, is true. Even, anyway, even in the dry south, there's humidity in the air. It's just yeah. not raining. That's all. Well, it it is slightly drier going down south because remember a couple months ago I made a trip down to Pingdong, and you oh, really honestly do feel drier. It's sunnier. And, and, yeah, it's, it's sunnier. sunnier, but not so any less. Why the air is not any less full of moisture? Yeah, it just you're doesn't rain. You're very sensitive, so you would know. It just yeah. doesn't rain. You would feel that. Yeah, yeah, right. Here it's so. here. It is a. A dreary time of year. Northern Taiwan is always very, um, very. I don't know, overcast for for the right. winter, during the winter months. Well, here we are complaining about this, but the thing is, I'm sure there are some southeast uh, Southeast Asian nations who are also, you know, on the humid side. But it's seasonal there. Right. They have well, a wet season and a dry season, and we mm-hmm. just have wet. There's <laughs> All really year no. Round. There's really not. There's only a you know a, a couple weeks. Here and there, where it's nice and sunny and the weather's pleasant, and I know, uh, but yeah, wet weather is never far off here. Uh, I've been, I was told when I came here, and it's it's never failed me. Been it's warned, like, <laughs> you don't leave the house without an umbrella in Taipei. Oh yeah, I know. So you just I always don't. carry a folded umbrella in I my bag. I have one even on sunny days because it's just. Oh yeah. It's just never. You never far know. Away. You never know. I mean, you know, I, if you know, our listeners have heard me talk about this before. You can actually experience the four seasons in one day in a day in taipei not really it's you know it's sunny it starts off you know when you get up in the morning it's sunny and then near the afternoon it gets a little cloudy and then it gets all suddenly like in the afternoon thunder shower and then it turns cold at night or something like that but anyway i mean that's how i felt so that's how drastic it is but i think i think generally it's stable and uh, it's just wet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, maybe maybe our Southeast Asian listeners can give yeah. us some tips about how to keep dry. Well, they in have a half humid a year, place. but they have half a year to dry off. I was there, and there was <laughs> dust on my shoes because it was dry season, and we're in the middle of the dampest part of the year. So yes, we are. Well, it'll be spring soon enough. Spring soon, and then there's a plum and then rain. some more rain, but <laughs> it's more. It's less. It's less unpleasant, I find. Yeah. The plum rains are, are kind of yeah, nice. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so. The, the winter rain is ugh, cold. Yeah, cold. All right. Well, anyway, I say it's time that we get to your letters. Uh, we always love to hear from you. you. You always give us nice letters, writing us and let us know what you heard and what you think about them. So the address, by the way, is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And you can always find us on Facebook and YouTube as well. Right. We look forward to reading your comments there. All right. Now, this first 
card, I should say. It's like a homemade card, kind of, um, coming to us from Mr. Um, Bainan. Um, it's David A. Bainan of the UK. Um, look at this. It's, you know, just made out of cardboard. He drew a car on the back. But on the front, it says, a Christmas cracker joke for you. What's the difference between a camera and a sock? That's a pretty big difference, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the answer, a camera takes photos and a sock takes five toes. Oh. Photos, five toes. <laughs> oh, I okay, thought that was okay, kind of okay. sweet. I like that. I like that. Thank you so much for sharing that. We don't get jokes from listeners very often. We need I know. more of them. Send them in. Yeah. Well, anyway, thank you so much. That was, again, David Bainan of the UK. We have a letter here from our friend Brian Newell, who's writing to us from Logansport, Indiana, in the US. It says, Dear RTI, best wishes for a COVID free Christmas. We came so close. Yeah. And then, well, if you've been listening to the news, um, I think it's under control, though. I hope so. Uh, it's, it's a minor setback, mm. but it's, I think we're I think we're going to be back to COVID free soon. Right. We anyway. had uh, um, another domestic case yeah, of COVID. A, well, after it was a many, case eight of months it was also something? a case of negligence. Yeah. But anyway, that's another story. Okay. Uh, may you find an increase in hope, peace, joy, and love in the coming year. And uh, it says. Yeah, there was a Taiwan Insider with Leslie about our first domestic COVID case, a bit upsetting. Also, the first snow of the season on Yushan, Taiwan's highest peak. Um, on Taiwan Today, Natalie just spoke with Welly Yang Zhengwei and Danny, Dina Morishita, who've been married for 14 years. And uh, I believe that uh, they are involved in musical theater. Um, and they moved to Taiwan, I think. And yeah. uh, there was an episode of Time Traveler, where I talked about the Grass Mountain Chateau, which is not far from us as well. So that comes to us once again from Brian Newell of Logansport, Indiana in the U.S. Thanks so much for writing in. Great, thanks. Okay, um, I've got a letter here from... Sorry, Mystery it's on the back. No, it's on the back. Uh, Kosuke Yomaru. Um, okay, and uh, it looks like he listed on December 12th at 15320 kilohertz. And he used a Texun PL380, also a rod antenna that's 75 centimeters long. And uh, he listened to Taiwan Insider, also Taiwan Today, and your time traveler, John, and highlights. He says, uh, hello, everyone, Radio Taiwan International. I heard it for the first time. Taiwanese music, that was nice. It was easy to understand. And uh, uh, once the information is verified, please give me your QSL card. Well, no problem about that. So, oh, my goodness. He's only 12. Oh, thank you so much you for go. writing us and listening in. So that was again Kosuke Yomaru of Fukushima Ken, Japan. We've got a lot, another letter here from Japan. This one coming to us from Shin Makino, who's writing to us from Saitama. And it says here, I wish to report reception of your broadcast station, Radio Taiwan International. Here are the details of the program. The date uh, on which Shimakino listened to our broadcast was December 23rd from 0300 to 0334 UTC on 15320 kHz. Under program details, it says uh, after the time pits and opening music was an announcement, it looks like you read the news that day. And uh, yes, uh, I think your top story was the first domestic case of COVID-19 in over eight months. Hopefully that will not continue much longer. Mm. Um, I think that was the only one as far as we know so far as of recording time. Um, everyone else has tested negative who was in contact with the, the new patient. After that, there was Children's Voices. That was an ad, uh, the Are You Listening ad that we uh -huh. have uh, in between pieces. 
And uh, after that, there was Here in Taiwan. And we talked about, uh, oh, it was you and me, Shirley. We talked about senior-friendly food products. Also, the impact of COVID-19 on Taipei's shopping areas. And a discussion about Pingdong County government's invitational tours, including an ecological reserve area and a DIY red tortoise treat, which is a, uh, it's a angkukwe, it's a Taiwanese, yeah, it's a very traditional sort of sweet uh, for foreign visitors. The Sinpa was 34433, so it could have been better, but fortunately it says there was little interference from NHK World Japan today, so I was able to listen to my radio and I received my 2021, that's a hard word to say, we're going to have to get used to that, 2021 <laughs> desk calendar oh, yeah. from your station yesterday. I'm very happy with the beautiful design and thank you again for last year's calendar. Wishing you a Merry Christmas, kind regards, and happy holidays and health, Shinmakino. All right, while we're in Japan, might as well. Here's another letter from Akio Maeda of uh, Tsuyama City, Okayama, Ken, Japan. And um, I really love this uh, letter paper, by the way. It's beautiful. It's just nice to the touch. Mm. Um, So he listened in uh, on December 5th. And um, yes, that's a while ago, but we only just got the letter now. He listened in at 15320 kHz. And the symbol rating was anywhere from good to poor, 45544 to 25542. Well, it's all over the place. Um, he listened to the news where we were talking about U.S. political change to town policy and uh, about the next U.S. President Biden's uh, political campaign. Also about, oh, wait a minute. Did our president have a telephone call with Biden congratulating him? I don't think directly. Okay, so it was probably a contradiction. Congratulations were extended. Extended, right, right. And then about uh, President Tsai's um, talk about the COVID-19 policy. And um, and then here in Taiwan as well. And then Taiwan Today on U.S. political change to Taiwan policy special. Um, U.S. government to Taiwan air security policy change. And also, maybe Taiwan's policy with the new U.S. President Biden taking office. Okay, so it says, could you send me a verification card with no problem and a program schedule? All right. Yes, okay. So that was, again, Akio Maeda of Japan. And staying in Japan, is a le- we've got a letter here from Hiroyuki Matsui, who's writing to us. It says, uh, it is with great pleasure that I report reception of your broadcast station as follows. This is a report about our December 19th broadcast. Listen to from 0300 to 0330 UTC on 15320 kHz. Uh, after the news, there was an episode of... Uh, uh, Taiwan Insider. Uh, this featured an interview with Welly Young and Dina Morishita, a, a Filipino couple who gave birth to IVF twins in Taiwan. Uh, also an item about how Taiwan, according to one writer, is uh, the most important place in the world, at least for com- computer chips are concerned. Uh-huh. Taiwan Trivia, that was seven questions with Natalie Tso and Andrew Ryan. And it says, condition of today's broadcast was... 34333 three, three, three in terms of simple rating. Interference was weak. Uh, there was interference on 15325 kilohertz from Radio Japan. Uh, it says, this year is about to end. How are you guys? Did this year start with COVID-19 and end with COVID-19? Well, until uh-huh. recently. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> ended, we can say. Right. Uh, in Japan, the number of infected people has not stopped even though the new year is approaching. It's going to be a dark new year. I just hope that COVID-19 will soon end. I hope you're well without being infected by COVID-19 as of recording time. We are COVID-free, we are, okay. and I can only listen on holidays to RTI's English broadcast, but I do look forward to it. If the details of this report are found to correspond with your station lock, I would appreciate very much to receive your verification card or a letter. 
Uh, this comes to us once again from Hiroyuki Matsui of Japan. All right. Well, thank you so much for all your letters. We do want to continue to hear from you. So do write us. Um, our address is PO Box 123-199 Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And you can always leave us a comment on our YouTube channel or on our Facebook page, whichever one you prefer. Either way, we look forward to reading what you have to say. Right. Oh, my goodness. The next my time goodness. we see everyone is going to be 2021. I said oh, it right. Wow. I said it this time. <laughs> We're going to really have to get 20. Well, 2021. 22 will be even worse. 2022. Yeah, I'm going to really, yes, get stuck on that. Anyway. We're going to have a lot of, of, of practice with dental sounds. Right. All well, right. Well, um, so see you next year. Next uh, year. And next year. So I'm Shirley Lynn. I'm John Van Trieste. Bye. Happy New Year. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw. Our 60-minute English program can be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6185 kHz. In South Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. You can also email us at rti at rti.org.tw.